0: And Welcome to the Shungite Show. It is January 5th, 2021. My name is Nancy Hopkins. Derek's not going to be here today, but the whole show, Derek's going to be talking because this is a recording done with Solaris uh, Blue Raven interviewing him. So, without ado, we're going to play Solaris and Derek from uh, last year, December 12th. On December uh, 12th, Derek was interviewed, Derek Condit was interviewed by Solaris Blue Raven on the Revolution Radio Network, midnight uh, witching hour. Anyway, I don't know what happened, but my alarm didn't go off, and I luckily had looked at the clock, but I lost the first five minutes of it. And when I talked to Derek, he said, "Well, that's okay because all she was doing was reading my bio, <laughs> and it went on for some time." So anyway, uh, so we're starting the show kind of like after that point, and I do apologize, but eh, sometimes things go wrong, but that's okay because we we've still got the guts of it. Okay, so we're going to play this.
1: Rolling out worldwide.
2: That's excellent. Well, I'd like to see over on Antarctica. I'd like to go over there. Maybe you can get oh, over there.
1: Yeah, yeah, that would be interesting. <laughs> I've never been there myself, no. But, yeah. I haven't either,
2: but, yeah, go ahead.
1: <laughs> oh, no, no, that was, that was all I'm saying. Then we've actually got a, a rather large group in England now that's contacted us for several thousand beehives that we'll be um, consulting on and providing Shanghai to help them with colony collapse disorder. Excellent.
2: It's very good to hear. Yeah, we're definitely getting some strange weather patterns here and there. It seems like things are cooling down versus, you know, heating up in my opinion, anyway. I don't know what your impression is with the illusion of global warming or anything like that.
1: Oh, it's global cooling. I'm, I'm yeah. that, definitely doing that. Oh, yeah, <laughs> and that's actually somebody named Greg Braden. If you somebody looks him up on oh, YouTube. Yeah. Oh, you know, I figured you would know all about him. So he'll put that as well, and Dr. Um, Bruce Lipton and whatnot. So it's definitely global cooling, and we're feeling it up here, and so are the bees.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I'm sure they are. And and when we were talking off air, you said you were doing some grid I guess you're working on some grids. Are you traveling around and, and uh, distributing something in to create a grid, or what's going on?
1: I call it the, the Shungite Grid Project. So for those that want to look it up and kind of see what I'm talking about, and you can do it right now, just if you go to Google, type in Shungite Grid, it'll open up a Google map where we've got, I think it's 139,000 different additions or um, little flags added to the map around the planet. So you'll see what I'm talking about with Shungite. Um, where people have either contributed Shanghai and that can be something that I'll get into in a moment, where my daughter and I recently drove through nine states here in the U.S. on the west coast, and what we do is expand the Shanghai grid, because we realize that Shanghai is a, a grounding, earthing, healing frequency, and that's in physics and metaphysics. So there's actually science behind that as well, not just the, the woohoo, as I jokingly call metaphysics, which is just as legit as physics. Um, so knowing that and understanding that energies, frequencies, and feelings all work together, well, we literally traveled the West Coast here. So, for example, my daughter and I in this past couple of weeks, we took thousands of Shungite nuggets, just raw Shungite nuggets, and then we would... We went through nine states, as I mentioned, and sometimes we would toss them out the window if we're driving and we couldn't pull over. Um, And when we're doing this, or other times, for example, we would go to waterways, lakes, rivers, streams, even the ocean, and literally put a Shungite nugget in there, and then also sometimes tucking the nuggets into trees like their bark. For example, we did the Redwood Forest again up in Northern California. Mm. And by, by doing this the Shungite actually connects on the quantum level. So you can use your imagination and think a grid pattern. So as we travel throughout the West Coast, again, thousands of nuggets leave our hands with a loving intent of healing, and that's a frequency, of course. So then these will connect to each other etherically, and you can think on another dimension of frequency level, spreading that love frequency around. Uh, and, again, there's been scientific studies using Shungite, on the frequency levels to have an effect on cancers, on toxins, free radicals, all sorts of things. Um, but someone like me that actually perceives and sees energies or frequencies, an example is so I can see um, an individual's aura or auric field or energy field, their biofield, lots of ways of describing it, um, and frequencies in the environment. So when I start working with shungite and the bees, I could see that. The shungite was what we term grounding or earthing the honeybees, which helped them release excess stress or energies, and then they then had no issue with colony collapse disorder.
2: Very nice. Yeah, it would help them stabilize. makes perfect yep. sense to me so far as that goes. And, of course, uh, they don't get very hostile when you're distributing the shungite within these little hives, right? They're pretty easy to deal with, the bees.
1: Oh, yeah. We, I don't even have to use a suit, so I don't wear bee suits. We don't use um, smokers. When we did use smokers, we would, because we are what's called treatment-free or organic, we would not use chemicals in the smoker material because, of course, that's harmful or toxic. Even if it was a a cardboard or newspaper, there's chemicals in the glues and inks. So we would, what I would do is climb the mountains nearby here. I live in the Cascade Mountains of Washington State and harvest um, turkey tail mushrooms, reishi mushrooms, things like that, and dry them out. Mm. But as you mentioned, so even with, since we introduced the Shungite, we don't even need smoker materials i can just open the beehives up no gloves no no suit of any kind and just do anything that needs to be done yeah it that's has excellent. a yeah extreme effect on them calming them down
2: mm-hmm. that's wonderful yeah and of course you you actually co-authored the book with nancy hopkins right the shungite reality
1: mm-hmm. yeah shungite reality yeah. so probably the back third is about the shungite beehives and what we've done with them and,
2: right. and uh, yeah that's an excellent read for anybody who hasn't read the book so Um, just a heads up on there. A lot of good details and information in there. And for some of the listeners, most of of our listeners over here are pretty up to speed with shungite, but can you give us a little bit of the origins of shungite?
1: Oh, sure. Yeah. So shungite is actually a black mineral. So if you look online or go to a local rock and gem shop or something like that, you'll see it. It looks similar to jet or an onyx or something. So pure black. Um, And there's a couple different grades of it, but it is a mineral that comes from Karelia, Russia. So that's up near the Finland border of Russia. And Shungite's actually only found in one place on Earth because of its unique structure and form. It's thought to be an actual meteorite that landed a couple billion years ago. And I can get you there quickly on, on why they're even the scientists have come to that conclusion. Because what's in Shungite is a, a very special molecule called C60. Sometimes it's called a buckyball, a fullerene. But you can just think of soccer ball shape. And that molecule is only made in the vacuum of space or in literally a flame. So it wasn't just lying around the the deposit of shungite and all of a sudden this was made. So that's long story short, that's why they see that it originated from space um, a long time ago and then landed in that spot in Russia. And literally for, well, it's several hundred years now, they've been mining off of it. Um, using shungite in water for structuring water or making it more biocompatible, using it for attenuation of frequencies, as I mentioned, to help you. It's called earthing or grounding, removing excess electrons. That's why it's beneficial for us to go hug a tree um, or put your feet in the sand or something like that. So it's actually just a a mineral um, that is, again, located up in there, and they've been chipping it off, and we've developed shungite paints shungite, um, just all types of certain devices for uses, mm-hmm.
2: And that really does shield from the EMF, right?
1: Oh, it does. So I not use the word shielding because you, if you were, and I've painted whole rooms like this. So think like a, a Reiki master or energy worker room. We integrate the powder into the paint, paint the walls and ceilings, and you can integrate it into the floors and grout. So think Faraday cage in the military, but it attenuates, it's not blocking. So it's having an effect on the harmful frequencies but not stopping the uh, frequency so i hope that makes some sense it's Mm -hmm. basically changing it from extremely harmful to more biocompatible
2: yeah very very good i love it works really well i encourage everybody to purchase some if you haven't already and y'all have the best quality in my opinion i think it's uh i don't know how many people actually do sell the shungite but you all have really good quality shungite
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, we actually get it shipped directly from the mine, so there's no middleman there or anything like that. It just comes straight off the container ship to us, so it's a direct connection. And then, of course, because I understand not just physics and metaphysics, and I realize they're connected, well, the love that we share and feel and have with the bees and each other, because... You know, I realize we're a community of individuals, and we should all share um, cooperation, not competition. Well, that's all a frequency or energy behind it. So, yes, you can think quantum entanglement. Our shungite is of a loving energy, and we can all do that to any shungite we own, too.
2: Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah, I certainly need a lot of that these days, especially here in the U.S. So,
0: Oh, yeah, <laughs> Definitely.
2: Madhouse. So, yeah, I like the idea of doing the grids and setting those around to uh, reinforce and perhaps distribute some balance here. It seems like we're a little bit, uh, not us, but quite a few people are off balance on that level.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, because of just all the, well, we can generalize and say frequencies or energies that we're we're going through right now, not just because of the, uh you know, the pandemic days we're going through and all those dramas and injuries and exaggerations, but also, of course, massive solar flares some of the largest in history have just happened this past week and mm-hmm. that's all energy and frequency too that we're not usually aware of or watching but it definitely has an effect on us
2: mm-hmm. definitely can you tell does it does, can you feel it against your field or is it is it compatible when you have these or when the sun does its thing
1: oh yeah and i wouldn't um it's not a compatible feeling i'll tell you that it's not a harmful one um because Humans, and this is all just science, they've done studies on this, our feelings and intentions have an effect on photons, a light particle. Well, those are not just photons but other frequencies coming from the sun during solar flares. Well, those have an effect on our auric field. So for somebody like me that's, um, we'll just say, extremely energy sensitive, as many of us are, um, I feel a, um, I don't know, I'd have to just describe it as a... um, Wow. It's, it's almost like a, a shocking feeling or a, I was going to say scattering, but I'm not sure that you could describe that as a feeling. But I think that makes some sense. But I can feel the ripples, the frequencies, the energies um, in my auric field and then ways to work with those energies or frequencies. It's called heart-brain coherence. Work in your heart chakra, your third eye chakra, and then you can basically integrate frequencies, and that's a whole another show in itself, mm-hmm. but um, I definitely do feel and respond to the energies coming in.
2: Mm-hmm. Just curious, yeah, I know a lot of people are hypersensitive that as well, so there is an awful lot going on. There's no doubt about that one, and you have an all, all kinds of cool stuff. I noticed that the picture you have has a nice pyramid. Do you sell those pyramids?
1: Oh, yeah, wow. What you, what, so what she's talking about is, um, so we don't sell them yet, but I just built those the last couple of weeks. They're approximately a six-foot-tall copper pyramid. We have two of them. You can think, um, sometimes they're termed a Russian pyramid and maybe the Giza pyramid, so the tall, pointy one and the short, squatty one. So we do have those, and I've actually slept in them a couple times mm-hmm. in the past few weeks. And just to be blunt, I need to kind of stop that because it's having such a huge effect on me in a good way. But I've actually gone a couple days without sleep. And those that know me know that I tend to go about 100 miles an hour anyway, but I do sleep. But what these pyramids have done is um, – so when I get in them, I can actually perceive my energies and frequency around me. And it – I can only describe as it makes it more cohesive or more in sync so that I don't need the recovery time sleep as you would typically need um, from spending time in there. So they're, they're really unique, um, and they've been around – You can buy the pieces, so for those that want to see what we're talking about, they can go to mysticalwares.net, and there's some photos, but it's a straight-up copper pyramid you can sit inside of, and if you have the understanding of using your, and I'll be just blunt, your imagination and feelings while you're in that environment, you can have um, pretty drastic personal healings that you generate yourself in those environments. Mm
2: -hmm. I totally agree. Yeah, I used to have one um, back in the 90s, and I don't know, I'm missing a piece to it now. So I'm looking to get another one. Yeah. I used to sleep under mine too. And I'm telling you, that thing cranked. Oh, it does. Yeah, Yeah. I love it. (laughs) Yeah.
1: And each one's unique. So you'll get, sometimes you get visuals, sometimes you get like the tinnitus, like symptoms in your ears, the pops, the crackles, but it's all energy and frequency. Um, I was going to mention, so for those that are maybe looking to to do their own, you can get on Etsy and get the end pieces um, for relatively cheap. Well, relatively a couple hundred dollars. And then you can go buy the copper pipes themselves at a local hardware store and build your own.
2: Oh, that's always good, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. They're very powerful. That's definitely, especially nowadays, you know, I think when we're getting bombarded so much, it might be a good idea to sleep under the pyramid. So so maybe it is probably good that you're doing that.
1: Oh, it's fantastic. And I was just kind of joking about the no sleeping thing. But, I mean, that's legit did happen or does happen. there's it's also, sure. as far as physical healing, it's just they're energy movers, and that can that's the orgone energy, just the living energy around us. So again, that's programmable by our feelings. So imagine yourself healed and happy. That's what you're going to feel in those environments.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, spontaneous healing, no doubt. That's very yeah. good. Have you put the shungite in there as well on the pyramids?
1: Oh, definitely. I've taken, so I have some special shungite I call cosmic silver shungite. So I'll take plain shungite and tumble it in pure silver bars, only silver bars, nothing else. For three days, and the number three is not lost on me. So when I remove the shungite after three days, it's literally coated with a silver sheen or coating. And some of it actually migrates into the shungite, and that's just a, an aspect of the physics of it. But I'll take that shungite, um, which we also use for, you know, you can call it Reiki work or energy work, and bring it into the pyramid with me. And then so the silver adds a physical healing frequency. So it's a boosting of, um, well, just that, physical healing while you're in that environment. There's a reason they make colloidal silver. um, They prescribe it or sometimes put it on bandages for burns and different things like that. And you can drink it. Um, But, yeah, it's a silver. The actual pure silver particle is a biocompatible frequency. So that's in your energy devices, in your pyramids, in your little medicine bags we wear around our necks sometimes, things like that. That'll help you heal yourself. So yes, I've used those and Shungite in the pyramid with a boosting effect. I love
2: that. I love that. And plus, you have the copper too. So um, you're dealing with uh, copper and silver. It's so a nice, nice conductor right there.
1: Oh yeah, the copper is what actually generates the movement of the origone energy, the just the the general um, you know energy of the universe. And then so movement start the song, and then decide what type of song by what else you add. Your feelings, Shungite, silver, whatever else. So Very it's a cool. good it's a, mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I encourage everybody to start picking these up. <laughs> I mean, times like these, we need all the reinforcements we can get on, on energetic levels, you know, so I would say go for it, without a doubt. And, and you know, it's interesting because you've had a very interesting life, and uh, how did you get involved in, in, in the healing aspects of everything? Did you always have that gift?
1: Yeah, that's a good question. So I have, but I kept it secret for the first, um, ooh, maybe 48 years of my life, Um because it kind of runs in my family. Now, I'm a painfully blunt guy, so I'd like to start with, we're all able to do all of these things that I'll talk about. Um, It's just an understanding, not an ability. So once we all have this understanding, and that can come in different ways and different levels, different times, but we're all special. So I just want to make that very clear. But yes, I I did and have always been um, an intuitive or a psychic, and I'm lots of things like that, I don't get too stuck on the terms, Um, an energy worker, so I can actually, and then they term us medical intuitives as well, so I can see into bodies and have an effect, so I've been doing that, again, in private for quite a while, and then just the past couple years was, let's just say, highly encouraged by what I term spirit guides um, to go ahead and and come out and do a little bit more, get more involved, Um, so... And there's a whole lot behind that. But, yeah, so only known in, I guess you can say, public or outed the last couple years, but kept it private. And imagine the environment. As you mentioned in my bio, I'm a retired correctional officer, too, or prison guard. So I was in a maximum security prison for 16 years. And for someone that sees entities or guides or whatever you want to call them, spirits, um, imagine what was in that environment. So. After, after a lot of that, I realized, well, it, you don't have to choose the negative or be around that. You can be around positive and have an effect on energies and help people heal themselves. So that's why I don't technically term myself a healer. I affect frequencies to help individuals heal themselves.
2: Very good. So you're good as a facilitator. Oh, that's very great. Very nice. That's fantastic. Yeah. That's what it sounds like. You know, we had a question in the chat there connected to. is uh, Which is more powerful, Shungite or Orgonite? Or Orgonite?
1: Um, so organite or orgone. So organite is a, um, a device that you can make to affect orgone energy, and shungite can be an ingredient in that. So we actually sell pre-made orgone or organite devices on mysticwares.net that I make, or you can make them yourself. So I, I make them out of organic beeswax, sometimes resins and plastics. I prefer the natural ingredients. But organite, I think they're asking. That's an energy device that I would suggest you put one of your ingredients as shungite, and I'll, I'll get quickly on this one. But organite just a a layering of organic and metals in as many layers as you can get. The smaller the pieces, the better. And what that does is the metals push and pull energy, the uh, or pull energy, the organic ones push it. So in essence, you're making a push and pull energy device out of these ingredients, and shungite would be the layer that grounds or kind of neutralizes them. So it's it's a difficult thing to talk about without video. Um, but it's just a layering of different ingredients. And again, it could be anything natural from rocks and gems and crystals, and then a layer of metal, be it copper or stainless steel or something else, more organic materials, and just continue that process. Um and then in there put a layer of shungite is what I would suggest.
2: Mm-hmm. Right. Because without the shungite, it wouldn't attenuate the field like um like the shungite right, Arnold?
1: Correct. It would actually move the field, but it's not going to attenuate it or ground. So I want to have that earthing. There's lots of ways of describing it, but removing excess energies, that's different for everybody now. So that's why these devices are so personal. Um, and just have the thought in your head, I want excess energies. You don't have to decide which ones, and then they'll they'll be removed. And that's the Shungite level in there. If you didn't have Shungite, the energies will move. It's a It's a legit device, but they're just moving. So you, I would suggest you have really good control over your thoughts and intentions while you're around Organite devices if you don't have Shungite. Because if you get a really bad mood and, and you have negative thoughts, well, that's a, think a bullhorn in front of you, but energy-wise. So,
2: yeah. Right. Amplification for sure. Yeah, no doubt about that one. That's good advice right there. And, and when you're doing work, you, do you and your wife both do the healing work or is it, is it a group effort no. or? No, it's just myself.
1: I do sessions in my office or remote, okay. um, so I can do them over Zoom and Skype, and, and I, I, I do all of that. So I'm also, um, I think, again, I don't get too stuck on the terms, but um, energy work and medium and physical issues. Again, so I'm, I'm big on the physical part, so I like to, to use my um, understandings, not abilities again, understandings to perceive into somebody's physical body Um, make them aware of a potential issue or energy aspect they may need to work on, and then, again, help them adjust the frequencies with my understandings and help with their guides, to be honest, so that they heal themselves. Um, And and that can can manifest in lots of ways from what they call attachments to overages to implants to um, karma. You know, there's lots of terms we use, um, but we can affect them all because it's all energy.
2: Mm -hmm. Very true. Yeah. What is your take on all the weaponization of of the uh, biodome right now? I know that the Shungite obviously can help assist with that to some degree, but uh, people have been inundated for a long time, and I was just curious insofar as what do you see? Uh, Do you see that this is something we can resolve or transmute alchemically, or or do you think it's going to be a a bit of a a challenge?
1: Um, Well, I can kind of go backwards. The way out of it or around it or through it or to not even have it affect you is to go inside, not out. So, um, and I can explain more about that in a moment, but that's to realize that it's not an effect on you. But what they're trying to do is they're having an effect. Uh, I'll start it this way. Our, we're a um, an energy being or a spirit, a soul, call it, you know, different terms, having a physical experience, of course. So we're not our bodies. We are what's inside. And actually, we exist in a toroidal field or a donut field around our hearts, not in that cholesterol sac we call a brain. We're actually in our heart field. Um, And knowing that, so what I'm getting at here is our physical body is a radio down here in 3D. Think of your chakras or nerve centers as the dials on the radio. So what they're doing is actually trying to muck with our dials and our our, um, radios here with the frequencies and energies. So we can't connect to, you can call it source, you can call it orgone, but it's love. And it's actually a frequency, 0.1 hertz, for those that want to know on the science level. Um, And we can generate this feeling with our hearts. But that frequency or radio station that our bodies can tune into with our heart dials is always out there. So what I'm getting at is they're mucking with that, making it a harder station to find so we don't stay in our hearts. We stay out of love. Love is a frequency. So they're they're mucking with that. They're making it hard. So we're going to, um, you know, have thought issues. We're going to have shortened memory spans. Again, they're just basically mucking the waters so it's hard to see through. And then the fix for that is to not fight the man or get in there or pick up the battle or, you know, any of that. That's all negative. That's feeding into it. It's, actually, it's going to count, sound kind of <laughs> corny, but the answer is love. The answer is always love, and that's in your heart. And, again, that's a frequency. So if you look inside of yourself, calm yourself, use tools like Shungite and different things like that or silver um, and whatever you would see is meditation, again, you'll affect yourself and then all the outside um, energies, distractions, and dramas won't have an effect on you. They just won't be in your reality. So that's the best way that I have found to have an effect, is to work on or inside of myself first and change my perspective on reality.
2: Mm-hmm. It makes a lot of sense, yeah. Definitely change uh, what's going on in this island to some degree. I'd also say that we're in the midst of a battlefield here, so in the illusion of that, Even though we're changing and modulating on a different field of energy, um, what is your impression about shifting gears and uh, possibly creating some kind of a rifting effect to a point where things move energetically as a mass scale or on a mass scale? Do you even think that's a possibility at this point in the continuum?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I do. And if, if enough of us become aware and start actually manifesting and making those energy moves... so. Um, think throwing a, a, a still pond of water and throwing a, a rock in there, and you get those centrifugal rings, that energy moving. Well, let's all get together and throw our rocks in at the same time with the same energy goal, and those centrifugal rings will sync up, they'll be coherent, and will actually manifest what we want. So if we all stop fighting and start cooperating and stop being distracted against this, that drama, the mask drama, the political drama, blah, 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 and work on ourselves, we even out, and then we can actually have, oh, sometimes we call it the mass awakening, or this, out of the other, there's lots of terms for it, but yes, those things can happen, just enough of us don't even have to um, fall into the love frequency, we just have to get out of the negative frequency, we just need that 51%, and it's easier than we think, that's why, I mean, the, I'll, I'll throw some air quotes here that nobody can see, the bad guys, they're a much smaller percentage than we think, we're just so you know, not coherent or synced, um, that they have an effect on us much much more than I think they should.
2: Mm-hmm. I think so, too. I think a lot of that has to do with the mainstream propaganda, though, all the other things that are going on. People are paying attention to that. I'd encourage people to shut the news off, or mainstream it, anyway. Absolutely. Yeah, just steer away from that if you can. But, yeah, all kinds of weird going on on that level. I, I do think that uh, you're correct on a lot of different, different levels there. Now, you were in the military, and I don't know if we had this discussion before, But what did you do in the military? I don't know if you can say. Yeah,
1: no, I can. Um, So I was actually uh, in the U.S. Army, and I was a 19-kilo. So I was actually a M1A1 tank driver. So, and then, well, you actually moved through the different positions. But I was in Germany for those four years. And what's unique is nothing to do with the Abrams tank I was driving. It was the way I was treated and handled. And I didn't realize. So this was back in my early 20s. So 30 years ago, I'm now 50. um, And I wasn't actively or uh, let's say, how do I put that? We'll just say actively into the metaphysical realm, acknowledging much or doing things, just using it personally. But what kind of caught me off guard was that the military was aware of me. So from from day one when I arrived there, it was just very special treatment um, from private bunkers um, or or, um, rooms. And then I was taken to Hitler's bunkers, the Eagle's Nest, his ex um, bases, some underground places there, all through Germany, um, to just see my um, my response. Mm. I was, then, yeah. So I was just taken there. Was, all of a sudden, um, you know, whatever rank I was at the time, private con. Um You've got this free trip to Burges Gardens, Germany, which is the place where the eagle's nest was, where you'd hang out. And then all of a sudden, and I was the only soldier the whole hotel to myself, and this happened several times. And then I'd, I'd go on these different tours to these different, you know, sometimes they were underground, little railroad stations or a hospital or something. And because, and I, I didn't realize it exactly at that time, that others knew I perceived other entities spirits, you know, spirit guides, whatever you want to call them, um, that they were just wanting, you know, to see, watch my reactions in those places. So we did that for a few years in Germany. Um, yeah, so lots of stories there, but it was pretty interesting.
2: Oh, I bet. Did you get some interesting vibrations associated with that? I'm sure you probably did, or, or did you tune it out?
1: Um I did, but I wasn't so um, – how do I put that? Uh, I didn't understand the energies to the degree I do now, so mm-hmm. I think – they were more perceiving me than I was um, realizing it myself. So I would have it, have the perceptions, realizations, um, and know people were watching me, if 3D actual physical people as well as you know different entities and whatnot. Um, but it was it was it was a lot going on. So it was me just kind of experiencing, not not explaining it. So it was unique because it was so early on for me. Not well, actually, it wasn't too far from that time that I actually realized what the word psychic was. It's going to sound odd, but I had no idea what the word psychic was. It just wasn't in my reality. Um, And I'm still kind of hesitant to use it. I prefer the term intuitive, but my mom was such as well. Um, Very, I I guess they would say gifted. I would just say she had an understanding so she could hear, um, you know, entities as well and, and know different things. But I had no idea others knew that. So I saw that as just a, a sense. So not only did I have sight, smell, taste, touch, you know, everything, everybody else has your five physical senses. Well, I had also intuition and empathic abilities. So emotion and energy abilities that I thought everybody had. So I would wonder in high school, well, if somebody came up to me, started lying to me, why would you lie to me? I can see in your energy field or your aura, you're lying. That doesn't make sense. So I kind of struggled with that. <laughs> not realizing, you know, or I would just all of a sudden know something, and the others wouldn't, and I'm like, well, what do you, how do you not know that? It just wasn't separated for me, so it's it's kind of interesting to grow up that way.
2: Oh Yeah, well, it's nice to have the gift, though, no doubt about it, and that gnosis of understanding, too, that's a uh, psychic radar, I like to call it, but yeah, definitely, it, it's, it's sad, because sometimes the word psychic gets kind of overplayed, or watered down, and it gets into this, you know, kind of a strange realm, but I, I still like using it still, um, even though people try to bastardize it, but yeah. We you know where you're coming from on that one. But it sounds like you really opened up. Over Was it the Shungite that opened you up more, you think? Or was it just your process of spirituality?
1: No, Shungite had a massive effect. It really did. Uh, in fact, a painful effect. So when I was opening initially, half of the, you can call it becoming more upgrading, opening up, lots of ways of putting it. I like to term it maybe something like becoming more of your higher self or something like that, more of what you already are, just realizing it. Um, because, again, everything's already inside of us. So using shungai what it did was, again, earthed or grounded me, I don't have other terms, but removed the excess energies that were around me, the frequencies, the stresses, the anxieties, so that I could better function in my reality and perceive it through not just my five physical senses we just talked about, but my additional ones, the chakras, the psychic, the empathic, and then there's many others, all my clairs clear audience. all of those are turned on as well. So a whole lot of input, and that, long story short, initiated with Shungite um, and just holding on to it. And it would start with me grabbing a piece of Shungite, and I would actually feel um, – <laughs> I was going to term it sparkles, but how do you feel sparkles? But that's what it felt like. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, tingling, and I can actually see the energies. And I say sparkles because the energies literally kind of shoot off your hand when you're holding it, if you can see them. And then mm-hmm. re- remove those anxieties. So then, again, my energy field was more compatible, so it allowed me to realize more of myself. And so, again, you can call them abilities. The abilities were accessible, and I started using them. And it was a lot of fun after that, and uh, not real easy because I didn't have, you know, too much help on figuring them out.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's but. really, really interesting. I'm not surprised to hear that at all. And, you know, you talked about the the fact that it can be a powder and its consistency insofar as it's a mineral, mineral in, in a sense, but do you think it could have come in insofar as a liquid formula initially?
1: Um, uh, you mean come coming here on the planet? Right, yeah. Oh, sure, it absolutely could have been. Who knows what original form it was, and, of course, it's just, you know, in this environment, in this temperature range that Earth is, it's a solid form. Mm
2: -hmm. Who the heck
1: knows what else it was somewhere else? So absolutely it can be, and we use the fine powder form for blending into things like paints, and we have a shungite honey where we blend it into as well. That's good. You
2: sent me a sample of that. I love it.
1: Oh good! I, did I get you a sample of the new um, Shanghai CBD? So it's a skin. No. Book. Oh, yeah, that one. I, well, that one's gonna be coming your way then.
2: Oh, cool! Yeah, and you also sent me the lip balm. That was great too.
1: Oh, it is, and that's good for not just so oh, you know, lip balm. Just that with organic beeswax is what's made out of with fine Shungai powder. But the scientific studies have been done with Shungai. It removes toxins, free radicals, even reverts glyphosate, which is Roundup weed killer. It detoxifies that. It has an effect on rad particles, which is radiation. So long story short, anything with shungai in it is very biocompatible and beneficial.
2: It's awesome. Yeah, I love that. And the fact that you can ingest it is a good sign too, like you were saying.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, they've, they've actually fed um, the scientists, and it's actual scientists, not me in my garage, as I like to joke about, have actually fed the powder, shungai powder, to rats and tripled their lifespan. And we actually shared this study. Again, not me talking about it, but the actual scientific study on our website, so you, and um, along with others as well, they've also fed it to cattle, to chickens, all sorts of animals and different effects on different things, but it does have a huge effect.
2: Mhm. Yeah, so that's the C60 in there that causes that, you think?
1: Absolutely, because that C60 is that soccer ball shape I was talking about, and the, mm-hmm. the neat part about that is it literally holds one water molecule perfectly with no room for anything else and that's not a mistake that's one of the the you know beauties of our universe is knowing that shape and then i mentioned the water molecule because of course water and crystalline structures are programmable by our feelings so what that does is that's your container or vessel to hold a water molecule or something like that and then use your imagination to program it so put shungite in your water tell it you love it and you're healed Drink the water. Guess what's going to happen? You're going to heal yourself. It's going to be biocompatible water.
2: Mm -hmm. And you can do that with animals as well, right?
1: Absolutely. Yeah. I actually have a dog. that won't stop eating shungites, and I'm not suggesting you (laughs) feed them. Yeah, I'm not suggesting you feed them shungite, but actually what I do have that, oh, I don't know, maybe a week ago I developed it, was a um, a mixture of diatomaceous earth and shungite powder um, that you can use externally or internally on you or your pets, but the diatomaceous earth is just think, um, and there's it's a food-grade version, so small fossil-like um, creatures from a long time ago mixed with the powder, and basically it's something you would give your animals for things like worms, parasites, fleas, ticks, if you're talking external, that can be mm-hmm. internal as well. So yeah, Great. it can be with all sorts of things.
2: That's excellent, and you said that's for people too, right?
1: Yeah, you can, so you can uh, eat it, and that's why I got the Food grade version of the diatomaceous earth because there's a couple types out there, um, but yeah. So be aware of that for somebody that's trying to make it at home. Watch your types, make sure it's fine shungite powder. Um, but yeah.
2: Yeah, that's great for detox. I, I really feel like um, I think more to, more now than ever people are getting parasites, like internal parasites. Maybe it's their diet, but you remember the parasite zappers back in the day? I don't know if you remember those.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah.
2: Do you, so do you have anything that's similar to that, or do you work with that at all, or is it just about diet with you?
1: Um, yeah, no, so that diet to mixture, mixture is a good one, um, but really parasites. So I fall back on some Edgar Casey material, things like the castor oil is a good idea. Um, and then so things for heavy metal detoxes, things like cilantro, of course, and zeolite clays, but the parasites, um, really good ones are just getting your pH in your blood set, and then they can't get out, you know, to excess past that. So that things like Bragg's apple cider vinegar with mother, just that brown vinegar you can get in a grocery store, a tablespoon of that a day will have an effect. Um, but, yeah, lots of things you can do naturally.
2: Yeah, I love Edgar Casey. Yeah, I like to Oh, yeah. Great stuff. Great information, even back in the day. You know, it's just a classic information in there. But yeah, I like the apple cider vinegar as well, and it seems like it's just—it's kind of—it's about turning things around in the sense of just looking at at your own lies. I think at this point, and just taking care of the self is what you're describing. But but detoxification comes to mind, and getting rid of any type of parasite. This goes for anybody's, you know, listening. I, I just think that we are loaded with stuff, you know. It just seems like our we're completely being contaminated here. That's what I get anyway. So.
1: No, you're you're right on the money there, Sludge, but also the other add-on. So when we think we need to detox, don't they just Um, And, of course, you're not. Don't think just parasites or things like that, but think the metals. Because, you know, a few minutes ago we were talking about our bodies being a a radio or antenna for other frequencies and dimensions, and they are, well. Mm -hmm. And, you know, good luck on avoiding heavy metal toxicity poisoning in America in 2020 because there's metal in almost everything we eat, drink, and breathe. So, you know, try and go as OCD as you can on going organic and non gmo but also, again, those, those detoxing things that help get the metals out of our system. And they're in our, our glandular system. They're in our organs. And I'm talking about aluminums from even things like our deodorants. So I'm sure you're aware of that, but maybe some of the listeners aren't. Check your deodorant. You don't require aluminum under your armpits where there's glands. And a little add-on to that, it's a scientific fact that in 26 seconds, anything that's on your skin will show up in your blood. And that's a lotion, a shampoo, an aluminum deodorant, um, things like that. So there are organic options. So watching, not drinking out of aluminum cans, maybe getting rid of those utensils, the forks, knives, and spoons we all grew up with out of metal. There are things like bamboo alternatives that you can order for really cheap so you're not getting little bits of metal with every bite of foods you take. Um, Things like that are worth watching. Uh, But, yeah, so metal is a big issue. And that's mm-hmm. also what bringing us back about 20 minutes ago when we're talking about geoengineering and the or the atmosphere and frequencies. Well, yeah, there's a whole lot of metals are spraying in us or on us and we're breathing them. So that does, we'll just say muck with our um, etheric channels. And that's our mm-hmm. connection to, you know, higher energies.
2: Absolutely. Like, plus the transmissions, microwave signals and everything else, radio, radio signals. But yeah, I agree. Do you all make the Shungite deodorant? You don't do that yet, or, or do you?
1: Uh, well, actually, we do. We don't have it available right now, so we're going to get it back out. But we have developed a Shungite deodorant, um, and that, so we will make that available again. But believe it or not, even the lip balm, and I know that's a small lip balm case, but our CBD um, Shungite salve, I want to get the term right, I think that's what we call it, um, is a larger um, device or container that you can use as that as well. So because it does have the neutralizing toxic effects with the shungite in there.
2: Well, that's awesome.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So you're a busy guy. You, you, you do a lot of stuff. <laughs> you're, you're always manufacturing things. So that's awesome. Yeah,
1: it's a lot, it's of, fun. A lot of fun. Yeah, it's stay fun. busy. Yeah, we're even coming out soon with shungite tree and plant spikes soon because shungite's <clears> shown <throat> to encourage the growth of plants, and we've had them literally double in size. I don't care if it's an apple tree or a pot of flowers in your front yard, if you add shungite powder to it, they're going to grow exponentially, so we're going to work out things like that. Um, yeah, so it's a lot of fun developing all these things.
2: Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I can imagine that's really, really cool. Do you ever get anything anomalous in your environment when you start working with the Shungites, such as, I don't know if I want to say UFO anomalies, but anything different that shows up in between spaces?
1: Um, you Okay, that's a interesting question. You didn't have to add the shungite portion to that because, <laughs> yeah. So in my environment, welcome to my world, my reality is a lot. So yes, I get stuff all the time. You can call them entities. You can call them a th- well, big ones. When I'll just kind of answer your question in that way. When I do work with shungite and silver, which I have two pieces sitting here in front of me, that's think recipe. The Sasquatch people like that. So the, you can call them nature spirits, earth entities, different ways of terming these things, but they're an actual people, and I'm talking Bigfoot, for those that don't know the term Sasquatch, but I'm sure your listeners do. Um, they actually pop in, we'll call them the psychic Sasquatches, pop in etherically, and it's kind of like what I do, because I'm. they call them astral projection, remote viewers. So if I'm doing that, I may look like a ghost to somebody in some other destination, but it's just a... One of my bodies going there. And so long story short, that's what they do here because they'll come here, and I'm still talking about not just Sasquatch but other entities as well, heal their etheric body, their aura or energy body, being around the shungite and silver, and then go back to their physical body. Remember, we're energy beings having a physical experience. So they're going energetically, getting restructured, healing themselves, and then going back and benefiting. So that is something that happens here at Mystical Wares. I haven't talked much about it. But there's more, we'll just call them etheric beings and entities that come here and take part in the energy than physical ones. So there's a whole lot that happens. Mm
2: -hmm. That's fascinating to me. I never thought about that, believe it or not. I think of a lot of different things. But the idea behind something coming in to get healed and then uh, going into wherever they need to go in their other dimension, I think that's fascinating.
1: Oh, definitely. And then, well, then you might find this interesting. You, um, well, I'd say about right now, Two-thirds of your listeners are in another dimension or frequency. I just I like the term frequency. So you have etheric, um, uh, you know, what, what would you call us, um, fans. So different guides, spirits, entities, call them whatever. Again, they come in and listen to your show as well, just with us. So above us, each of us have, again, I just term them spirit guides um, or friends with us. Sometimes they're animal ones, sometimes Sasquatch. Well, they're here with us. They're listening to your show too. So you have a much bigger listening audience than you even think about, and they're learning from it as well. We're all learning, teaching, and experiencing. You're, you're That's getting really
2: intre- interesting. It oh, yeah. makes a lot of sense. That makes total sense to me. Well, I'm sure you have a big audience as well, considering what you're up to. You must be <laughs> one of the big light stations over there. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's well, it's, a, it's a community effort, so it's all involved. It's not a Derek thing by any means. It's all of us. Um, you know, I'm just helping build the space so we can all get together and have a bigger effect. And, yes, that's on all frequencies. So when I give classes here at Mystical Wears, um, and all classes are free, we're about love and energy, not money, so you shouldn't have to worry about having 20 bucks in your pocket or whatever to show up for a class to expand yourself. No, you come in and share. So when we do these classes, um, at least, again, two-thirds so that means you know more than twice as many additional individuals are up above is where i perceive them when i look at a class i try not to look up because there's all kinds of stuff going on up there it's a whole nother classroom full of people or entities watching sometimes tapping their what i jokingly call their pet human on the shoulder say hey pay attention or this is for you or ask this question or whatever um but that's happening non-stop
2: a very busy place So are your classes online or in person?
1: They're in person now. Mine are kind of difficult. I'm trying to organize some to where I can get them online, but they are, it's just, it's tough because there is so much back and forth interaction. I've tried recording some. You don't hear the audio from the, the, um, you know, maybe the classroom or me. So issues there, and I'm trying to work stuff out. Um, But I will, on our Metaphysical Perspectives YouTube channel, that's what I call it, I'm gonna start doing short videos and um, I'll call them understandings and put them up there here very soon
2: well that's wonderful that's really really nice and of course I like the idea that you're doing the healing work so are you doing just full-on Reiki or do you incorporate Reiki with other things
1: sure so I am I am a trained Reiki master they they call this kind of thing but um I and this isn't anything anti against Reiki whatsoever but so for me because I do perceive energies I can see what actually happens when For those, so for those that don't understand what Reiki is, there's certain symbols and things you do with your hand, and those all affect frequency and energy. And let's just say it's a recipe, and I'm a big believer in people customizing recipes. So technically, I don't do Reiki, although I'm trained in it and that. I just, I call it, you know, maybe cosmic energy healing, and you can do it remotely. There's no need to have hands on anybody once you understand physics, that everything is connected, So Reiki is one recipe that can be used, but I use, again, um, loving energy, so it can go much beyond that. Um, But I am called an energy worker um, and a Reiki master. But, again, coming from the perspective that you're healing yourself, I'm just that frequency worker adjusting the frequencies, letting you heal yourself is is how I prefer to term it. But I Mm -hmm. do do that. Yeah, it
2: makes (laughs) perfect sense.
1: Well, yeah, so it makes no difference. Oh, good. Yeah, if you're remote, if it's a dog, cat, bird, it makes we're all energy beings. Love is beneficial, so it can have an effect.
2: Definitely, and I think animals need a lot of healing these days. Even even everyone's pets, or I call them little life forms, whatever I call them, but I think that they take a hit more so than people realize energetically.
1: Oh, you just hit on something really big that's important right now too. They are doing that. You can you can say take one for the team, and sometimes our dogs and cats do that. They'll actually take those excess energies from us. And if we hang on to them, and that can be a thought, a feeling, an attachment. And if we as humans hang on to them, the cells in our body, our guts or wherever will spin non-biocompatible. And if we don't leave or lose that energy, it will affect the cell next to it, the one next to it. That's how tumors get made, turns into cancer. Well, what I'm getting at here is when our pets sometimes see those energies, they'll take them from us, And sometimes, again, that that will result in them. So it's important for us to clear or love or energetically cleanse our animals as well as ourselves.
2: So Mm -hmm, that's very mm -hmm. important. Yeah, definitely. Well said. And and I have to ask you, since we're on the topic of health, uh, your impression of this uh, (laughs) vaccine, I don't even call it a vaccine, it's a Franken concoction that they're going to be pushing off on everybody for this virus thing virus. What do you think? What, do you, what is your impression, if you don't mind sharing?
1: Sure. Oh, no, no, I'm not shy. So um, from my perspective, um, I wouldn't touch it with a 10-foot pole, any vaccine, and it's not even about the vaccine. It's about the, the carrier that's in it, and it's, long story short, is everything's frequency to me, so I can look at the vaccine. I've done this for many years. My wife, Maureen, used to be what's called the vaccine coordinator for a local county, just where she would mm. count, this, that and the other. Well, knowing that, I would know when they would be delivered, so... I would fling my love energy remotely and have an effect on those vaccines. And I'm just kind of jokingly, you know, talking about it that way, but it has an effect and we can all do this. Um, Again, you can call it quantum entanglement, love frequency, different things. But yes, vaccines are harmful. They're non-biocompatible and they'll compromise your immune system. And each one of us are different. We're all a different radio, different playlist of songs. So it will affect us differently, but they are a, um, from my perspective, they're a very limiting um, thing they're doing to us. It's not beneficial on any level. Again, this is all my perspective um, and opinion, and there's I, I wouldn't get them regardless of any reason. So they do. They actually affect your glandular system, your lymphatic system. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what will actually slow down. So for me, uh, we'll jump into the medical intuitive aspect where I can look into your body physically, and and, and also I have an effect, but I can see... Where the energy flows on each organ, because each organ has a toroidal flow, or like a donut-shaped mm-hmm. energy field, and it actually vaccines down.
2: And, and hold that thought for a second here. We're going to a break while wow, the fest every listener Raven Stars Witching Hour. I'm your host Solaris Blue Raven. My wonderful guest tonight is Derek Condit. We'll be right back. Welcome back everybody Ready to Raven Stars Witching Hour. I'm your host Solaris Blue Raven. My wonderful guest tonight is Derek Condit. And what what a fascinating first hour that just went by so fast, right there. I can't believe that, Derek. And if anybody wants to reach out to you, what's the best way to do that, through your website?
1: Um, yeah, probably through mysticalwares.net's website, and then there's an email on there. Contact at mysticalwares.net would be the best way.
2: Beautiful. Yeah, I definitely encourage everybody to reach out to you. You're a wellspring of data. It's really nice to interview you tonight. It's been a while, and I so appreciate the work that you're doing. It seems like you're just going full speed ahead and in so many different areas, so thank you for all your contributing here.
1: Oh, no, you're welcome. I, I appreciate you having me on and, and, you know, sharing all of this. It's been a lot of fun. And yeah, I do go a lot happening at once and pretty quickly, it seems like.
2: Oh, yeah. Well, that's good. You know, I was going to ask you a little bit about the medical intuitive in you. In a sense, when you're doing a, an assessment on someone, do you go into a trance or are you very uh, aware of what's going on on a conscious level?
0: Oh, good
1: question. I've actually never been asked that. I am. Um, So um, I Not trying to turn this, but I'm completely conscious when it happens, and it's immediate, so I can, I'll just kind of give a description. So if somebody's here in my office, which is where I'm at right now, there's a a couch they sit across from me, so I'm remote, I don't need to have hands on or anything like that, I can just turn my perception or focus to what I would call another frequency, and then glance into your body. And then I'll use, I'll tie in my intuition or psychic abilities with that, and then Also, my, I I think they term it mediumship abilities, where I can just listen to your guides. And sometimes they'll say, hey, Derek, look right here. And then all of a sudden, your kidneys will start flashing light at me. And I'll go, well, so I get to cheat, basically, I'm telling you (laughs) Slayers, I do. I'm just looking, paying attention, listening to what's going on, and say, oh, there it is. And then I just kind of, you know, regurgitate and tell you. And then when it's time to have an effect, because, again, sounds corny, but love is always the answer, I just generate that love frequency, scientists call it orgone, and then the guides get involved, and they work with that energy, think etheric stem cells, and they put it and use it where needed. So it happens really fast. It's just it's all visual. Um, I can actually see the organs, or if there's a slow movement, I'll see the energy field around it, moving or not, depending on the issue. Um, Or I can actually, so if somebody walks in and says, the doctor told me this out of the other, I can, I'll listen to them, and then I can go off of what they say. So basically, then I can just say into my head to myself, show me, and they don't hear me saying that, but I'll say, show me, and then all of a sudden, that person just changes, and I can see, well, it depends. Again, if it's an energy issue or a blood issue, I'll see what's in the blood or or whatever. So it's a lot of visual. Mm -hmm,
2: mm -hmm. That's excellent.
0: excellent.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah, to me, it seems like um, what I'd like to see is no more hospitals and institutions like that, and and literally just have the healing facilities available everywhere, healing centers. To me, that would be the ideal situation on a planetary scale. Oh,
1: absolutely, and we can do it as individuals. I mean, hospitals are places to make you sick. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's sometimes worse than that. I mean, every every issue in the world is in those places. Um, no, we can. We should all get together as individuals and help. So get together on those that can affect energy, affect your thoughts, teach you how to think differently so that you don't get those energy attachments or things Um and different types of etheric armoring, not protection, that all matters. Your words matter. So if we get together as a group or community and all of us share our understandings, then we're going to benefit a whole lot better and advance you know, a lot quicker.
2: Right, exactly. What I've seen is a lot of uh, oppression and restrictions associated with, you can call them whatever you want, these uh, oppressors. But the bottom line is uh, that's what I've seen, is that so many people do have these gifts and abilities to, pursue this field of energy and just keep ascending and, and moving the energy and healing. And yet there's so much, uh, you know, this, this is like a polarization insofar as that kind of movement, but I'm sure that this will be shifted. I was going to ask you also about the ultraviolet frequency. Do you work with that at all?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I do.
2: Okay. And do you use a, a device or is it just the field?
1: I've done both. So I actually have devices here and um, and depends on which f- exact ultraviolet frequency, because of course there's a plethora of them in there. So. Mm-hmm. I work in all of the frequencies, even before they hit the light portion of the frequencies. Um, so it's just really what's needed. What um, Was there something specific you were?
2: No, I was just thinking of viruses.
1: <laughs> oh,
2: <laughs> you know, perfect. It seems like it would be so easy to negate certain things, you know what I mean?
1: <laughs> you actually, you're touching on something really great there, because yes, you can. So I don't care if it's a, a virus that's going on today or not, or a tummy problem with a digestive issue where your biome is off. Your imagination and feelings, and I'm being literal, can have an effect on those things. So you can imagine. um, So let's just go with the, um, let's say you have a stomach virus. We covered both things. So imagine a stomach virus. Well, use your imagination and feelings to literally imagine yourself without a stomach issue or something like that, and then generate a happier, loving thought, and that's you actually doing, you know, Reiki or energy work on yourself, so there are things you can do, um, and you can go the anti-frequency. So there's ways to figure out the frequency or a number of a virus, and you can, you know, do the counter one things like that. But really, the quickest way to get rid of, so rather than onesie and things, because I'm a, i am like to go really fast, as you can tell, probably even with the way I'm speaking, I'm not about messing around. So why onesie anything? Just put yourself in a loving frequency. Be the best you, and then anything else—be it an upset stomach, a virus of the day, or whatever drama, or stress, or anxiety issue—will leave. So see yourself whole, know it, feel it, and you will be.
2: Mm-hmm. Very true. Yeah. Well, I think that you know, when you say imagine, it's just like creative visualization. It's all the art of creativity and the stream of consciousness. It all correlates. So uh, nice description right there. But I think you know what's really interesting is. A lot of people have forgotten how to dream. They've forgotten how to create and manifest, and I think that's part of the problem. Oh,
1: definitely, definitely, because that's where, we're energy beings, so you're dreaming and manifesting. Well, I'll actually put it this way. Physicists will tell you 90-plus percent of this universe is not on our visual spectrum, so of what we can see. It's either way on one side, infrared or microwave or somewhere further. We don't see it. We don't feel it. We don't know about it, really, on a day-to-day basis, well, how you affect 90% of this universe is with your feelings and thoughts, your imagination. But we're not taught that because we're, you know, we're struggling in 2020 with our 9 to 5, well, at best, 9 to 5 jobs if you don't have two of them. So things like that and then the dramas and the stresses and anxieties of the news and everything else, well, we don't get to learn these things. So then we struggle through life. But just knowing things like that, that, well, wait a minute, only 10% is physical and even that is still questionable, because it's really an illusion, and again, a whole other radio show on that one, but once you know 90% of the universe is invisible, and you affect it with your thoughts and feelings, well, I would suggest you get control of your thoughts and feelings, and really have an effect on your reality, so Mm -hmm. stay in love, and that's a thought and a feeling, and that like attracts like in this universe, so the more positive or happy thoughts, and I understand 2020 again, on that one but try to stay more positive than negative and that's what you're going to get back
2: right yeah 2021's around the corner in the illusion of space and time so let's push for a better uh field of energy to work with well we have it there already it is interesting though how it, it really is a polarization thing right now because it's uh the friction and the uh, you know the, the polarity that's going on between uh, two different sides and just the rage and the the anger and everything else i mean it's really imploding so, yeah, we, we need to shift gears, no doubt about it.
1: That's a that's a good point because what people call um, timelines, uh, how I can perceive them is um, they're almost like waves of energy, and they're all in the line, so they're all potential. It's which one has the most energy behind it is where we go. Um, and sometimes we're kind of in between them, so, again, we'll just term them the bad guys out there. Those ones that are trying to control everything, again, are keeping us in flux, all incohesive or, or not coherent, so that we're not all together. Because if imagine if just a portion of us got together, had the same loving thought, well, that's going to manifest. That's how you manifest in this reality, your imagination followed up by feelings or emotions. So your imagination is the outline. Your feeling and emotions are the fill. Once you do those two things, and when I say feelings or emotion, I'm talking about that welling up sensation around your chest that we get. Um, that, that's that loving feeling. Just generate that. That's the the energy behind this universe, um, and then direct it towards good, and will have an effect towards good timelines. So that's why they're keeping us all in stress. There's big energy cycles happening now. I'm talking about universe-sized cycles, not just here on the Earth, um, weather patterns, this, that, and the other. I'm talking about our whole well, solar system literally is being pulled around in the galaxy, of course, in the universe, moving through different energies, and there are three cycles in sync right now. Well, they're just trying to set the outcome for these cycles is what's mm-hmm. going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: it's the same as controlling the narrative, no doubt about that. But you're so right. You know, the one you give the most energy to is the one that's going to manifest on the timeline. That's I couldn't have said that better, and it's so true, and I think that's what's happening right now. You know, everybody's being sucked into the this, this drama where everybody's focusing on the energetic outcome, and that is polarizing and magnifying out the wazoo. So. So, yeah, pick the better timeline.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah, stay more happy, you know, try. So put that little extra effort in, and it's all energy. So let's all try and play love songs, and then we're going to have a better environment for all of us.
2: Mm-hmm, definitely. And it's not like you have to sing Kumbaya. I mean, I'm certainly not one of those types. But I do know <laughs> that, um, you know, the battlefield can only maintain itself for so long, and, ha- and you have to switch gears. At least that's me. I mean, I just can't stay in that field too long. I have to move on. So I oh, kind of sure. like that.
1: Mm-hmm. No, I totally understand. Yeah, yeah. just keep – You energy needs to move. It always needs to move. You don't want – scientists call it door or dead orgone energy. You want moving energy, orgone energy, and then, again, decide where that energy goes with your feelings. So be positive, and that's where mm-hmm. it's going to manifest.
2: Right. Exactly. And I think some entity attachments could probably bring people down as well, too. Do you, do you see a lot of that going on when you do uh, work on people?
1: Oh, yeah. I actually remove a lot of that um, energy attachments. Um, they call them, sometimes they'll call them implants, overages, lots of ways of terming it. But yes, often straight up entities will, um, I'll just say, put an energy layer around someone. And sometimes it's a limiting, often I'll put it this way, it's a limiting factor. So again, physical bodies of radio, what they've done is taken a certain radio station off of your radio that you're not getting anymore. And it's for you, we can call it a lesson if you want, to realize that. And sometimes it's for you to realize that and then learn, which will push you to the learning state, to remove it. Or maybe go find someone who can remove it so then your understanding expands. So um, what I'm getting at here is you can turn it into a benefit, um, a positive thing, if you look at it right, as like a learning moment. But, yes, there are attachments, and they can be removed. You just have to understand them and know, again, that they're energy, and then you can counter any energy. So but yes, unfortunately nowadays there are a lot of etheric attachments and then straight up ET ones um that I do see.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not surprised to hear that at all. Especially with what's going on. And it is interesting how it does create a dampening field. I think uh I think that's really what you're right on about the radio station too, as far as how that goes with the interference. So clearing the line would be really good. I think everybody needs their line cleared. I
1: don't know, <laughs> not everybody, yeah, well,
2: but the majority. <laughs>
1: That's great. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. Um, another way of thinking about that, too, is think, um, so let's go techie here, computer, think of your um, heart as your firewall or virus scanner. So if you run everything through your heart, your love center, that energy field, and actually think generated from your heart any information, so that, it, that way it comes from there, well, now you know it's in alignment with you. Again, you ran it through your, your firewall or virus scanner, if you understand the techie talk, um, and that's what our heart would be.
2: Makes sense. Totally. Yeah. Unifies the whole system through the heart center. Yep. Totally. Mm -hmm. Yeah. People who don't um, pay attention to that, you know, you obviously work with the chakra centers. Do you do your own meditations? Have you found that you, is there something that you do for yourself that helps unify that?
1: Um, I do. I'm a little bit different because I I tend to go pretty quickly, um, but I also am around a massive amount of Shungite and I've done this for a while now, but (laughs) as far as meditation, I'll actually kind of go, maybe a little bit backward and and give a heads up to those listening. Um, so to do what I do, which is, you know, a lot of things, but we can all do this, you don't have to be able to find what some um, metaphysical teachers or, um, teachers or instructors, we'll call them, out there. They'll say, find that quiet spot in your thoughts. Well, I'm going to tell you good luck with that one. That's usually not going to happen. Don't hold your breath. It's not. So really, and again, I'm a blunt guy, it's finding just calming down, trying not to get too excess. Um, And then just your thoughts are going to happen. It's an actual, I don't know, a comfortable spot between your thoughts is where the intuition will come. So, again, you know, it's not likely your thoughts are going to stop. You're going to find that quiet moment. And if you do, well, good luck to you. You probably fell asleep. And if not, you have the thoughts going. So, again, just be open to more and then you're going to hear a couple stations coming in. Um, and that's what I do is just slow down my 3D thoughts. I don't have to knock on wood or, again, find that quiet spot or throw salts over my shoulder, any kind of woohoo method. It's all frequency. So feel your heart. And that's that, again, welling up sensation. You can tap on your heart if you need to just to bring your focus there. But you really want your focus on your heart, not your third eye. So if you bring the information or feelings through your heart, again, your firewall or virus scanner, you're not going to be tricked as easily as maybe your psychic or third eye can do. Um, So really for meditating for me is just to get into my heart, calm myself, and then open up an experience. And then, uh, again, I'm going to be blunt, let your imagination go. Let it roll. It'll happen, and all of a sudden you'll be thinking the craziest stuff, going, what in the heck is this all about? Just let it play out and go, and then eventually you'll kind of hone it and think stretching your legs for the first time. All of a sudden, you're going to be running or intuitive.
0: So there's no set
1: way to do it, but be open to it um, and just realize that, you again, you don't have to hit any set criteria to do anything.
2: Yes, well said. I agree. Yeah. Meditation, I, I can't do long meditations at all. I like movement. I like energy. I like I like to just move fast and quick and just kind of ride the waves. That's how yeah. I function. Anyway, I was going to ask you about the Shungite. I know that you have a, a really good resource so far as acquiring it. And obviously, I don't know if other people do as well or not, but are there, um, is there difficulty in acquiring Shungite these days, or is it still as easy as it was, or...?
1: Um, it's a little more difficult to get legit Shungite, so everybody be careful if you're buying Shungite on the Internet. Um, I've done a video. It's on YouTube. You can type in drone Shungite test and things like that, and you'll, it'll come up. And there's other demo videos. But you want to make sure it's legit Shungite and it doesn't maybe get cycled through another country somewhere. So ours is directly from the mine in Russia. It goes straight on the barge to us and then delivered here on pallet unopened. Um, where there are refining So, if you get on eBay and other places, and we've ordered it ourselves from China and other places where it's an artificial shungite. They're actually taking a carbon substance, pressuring it together and making little animals, this, that, and the other. And I wanted to mm-hmm. check it energetically. And no, it's it's just all fake. It's not the actual shungite. Um, so, you got to watch what you do. We we don't have a problem because we do gift shungite powder and nuggets worldwide to beekeepers to help with colony collapse disorder. So we get, well, first dibs on it as it comes in um, because we do that. And they mm-hmm. they appreciate, and this is the mind itself that has contacted us, they appreciate what we've done with that and the acknowledgement of helping save the bees and that, you know, that benefits us all. So we don't have a problem. Um, but test your shungite. And actually, I actually tell you really quickly, it's just taking a the little flashlight with the button on the end of it, unscrew the end where the batteries is, put a shungite nugget between the battery and the button, push your button. If the sh- flashlight comes on, it's conducted electricity through that nugget, and it's legit shungite. Because shungite's the only unrefined mineral on the planet that can conduct electricity. Now, lots of things conduct electricity, copper, gold, lots of metals, but it's refined. It's not at its ore state, where Shungite, again, is just that black nugget, and it will actually pass the electrons, and your flashlight will turn on. And I actually did it with a little drone, a little quadcopter thing. That's why I said you can search on YouTube for drone or laser um, Shungite test, and you'll see my hands, yeah, hooking up a little drone with Shungite in it powering up. But that's how you test it to see if it's real.
2: Mm -hmm. excellent yeah i I remember nancy mentioning one time i think she got coal or something but that was uh, rarity i think but yeah you all have the best i mean i would encourage people if they're going to shop for shungite to go to your website make sure you're getting a good quality shungite does make a huge difference and don't want to get something that's an imposter
1: yeah no it does quality matters of course on shungite if you're using it we use in various other um shungite soap shungite castile soap a bar pink himalayan soap so lots of um, recipes, so you really do want to make sure you have the, you know, the pure Shungite powder with the the actual C60 molecules in
2: it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, it's definitely something that I, I've supported. I supported. I love it. I've been using it for a long time now. I really, really enjoy it. I was going to ask you, you know, I'm, I'm a real fan of the uh, Russian blue quartz, although I'm not sure if you're familiar with that or not, and, you know, a lot of it's like engineered in a lab from what I understand, but have you worked with that at all?
1: Russian blue quartz? Yeah know that i've heard of it
2: okay I'll, I'll have to send you some information on it yeah just um I, I find it here and there i mean i can't find it very often but when i do it's just beautiful but apparently it's been created in a lab i mean it's a quartz but it's you know fine-tuned and it's beautiful color scorches cobalt and uh just wondering if you had done any work with it
1: no i'm actually looking at it right now so i just okay. brought it up on the search engine and no i have never seen this before it's definitely artificial yeah um, yeah, I can. But see. it feels
2: good too. I mean, if you were—I don't know—energetically speaking, that's what I mean. Uh, check it out sometime and let me know what you think.
1: Yeah, and actually, I can do that right now. I don't need okay. to have it in my hand or anything, but I do want to get some actually tangible here. But I can see the frequency. Frequencies come right off images as well. Um, mm-hmm. And you're absolutely right. So it has a healing, calming frequency, is what I would say to that one. Mm-hmm. so. Yes, it would be biocompatible in in the terms I use. Um, yeah, and that's actually really really pretty blue color to it as mm-hmm. well
2: it really is yeah i resonate with that field that color anyway that frequency you're right yeah. it's a good shield I, it's yeah well
1: it's quartz it. so it's a crystalline structure it's programmable it doesn't so you can make your own crystals at home you can make it with sugar i mean you can make rock sugar what do they call it rock candy i don't forget what it's called but any oh, yeah. crystalline structure yeah i figure you can have it walk up a string in your glass or something um but any crystal is programmable i mean i don't care if it's an ice cube it's a right. crystal structure, water, an ice cube, tell it you love it, Program and these are programmed with that. So it's a frequency, long story short, um, and it's a beneficial one. So that's really pretty.
2: Yeah, very, very nice. Well, it's really nice to talk to you, and I must say, I'm sure the listeners are enjoying this conversation as well because uh, you're, you're very bright. I mean, like I said, you were like this the last time I interviewed you. I really enjoy you. So thank you, for, like I said, for all you're doing and your analysis and your assessment. It's really amazing to see how much you've been doing over the years and then how you've been diving into this and, Really benefiting a lot of people.
1: Yeah, it's it's a, like I said, it's a group effort here. We're all working together, so I expand mm-hmm. my knowledge from others, and let's all benefit. That's the only way to go about it. Again, cooperation, not competition. Those days are right. done.
2: Yeah, I don't know why people do that. I see more people working together these days, at least in the field of holistic healing. But I don't know about other areas. But yeah. Yeah. No. I mean,
1: that, even here at Mystical Wear Store, and we're located in Mount Vernon, Washington. We do what's called pop-up markets, where we bring in other vendors. Well, we don't take percentages. We don't take money from that. No, you need the community to grow. We need us all to benefit. You know, think, make, teach people to make a pie so we don't have to keep making smaller pieces of pie. Let's make a bunch more pies.
0: Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, yeah,
1: sharing.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, it definitely makes a difference. I always said that you can't have enough healers. I mean, to me, it's just like we need, we need healers. We need people who know holistic healing, frequency healing, consciousness healing, whatever you want to call it. I think that that's the solution to the equation. And like you were saying, uh, the heart center and love and compassion going up to the higher overtones would definitely balance everything out. It doesn't mean we're in woo-woo land. It just means that we're resonating at a higher frequency, which makes perfect sense to me.
1: Oh, absolutely. And the, the beauty is we're all healers. Every one of us are healers. We, we all have an imagination. We all have a heart. We can feel it. It's just knowing how to use the recipe, and there's no one set recipe So that's why we can all do this and benefit and uh, have an effect. I mean, here in my office, I've done what they would term, you know, miraculous healings. It's not. We can all do these things. Again, we're all special, um, so let's just join up and and do that. It's a focus. It's just energy.
2: Mm -hmm. Exactly. And this Cywar virus hasn't stopped you from uh, getting people to, to come to your residence or wherever you are in your facility, Right.
1: Uh uh-huh. yeah no it all no i don't i don't have much patience for the whole what i call virus drama days happening right now it's not my reality right um, so it's not so, my mine either. No, <laughs> now, there's nobody walking in here with mask or anything like that they're taking them off when they walk in and they see and they stop at the doorway anyway um and just feel it because yes. of the energy and they have to catch their breath and it's just oh it's 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 a beautiful thing to be here at mystical wares and especially for the first time customers or community members that show up here and just have to just stand there and, again, catch their breath and go, oh, my gosh, the feeling in here. I'm like, that's right. You know, welcome home. Right? Yeah,
2: mm-hmm. and that's exactly how it's supposed to be. And I'll have to come up there. I have to get up there and see you. This just sounds beautiful. Oh,
1: yes. Absolutely. So. Yeah, once once we can open up fully again and start bringing everybody in, we do every week, nonstop, again, classes, pop-up markets, um, guest speakers, which will have you up doing that as well. Um, so lots happening.
2: Yeah, I'd be happy to be up there. Yeah, it's fascinating and uh, like I said it is coming home <clears throat> excuse me when you, when you start mentioning this this work it's like the Holy Grail you know people people get so contaminated through the illusion and then all of a sudden when you go into a place where it's sound or the frequency is correct all of a sudden this uh, energy shift happens and I'm sure people are feeling that what you're describing so yeah we need that everybody needs that right now they need that um, regeneration so to speak
1: oh yeah yeah you and you can walk in a place like this so literally I just received three pallets of Shungite powder the other day. So I've literally got thousands of pounds of Shungite here. So when you walk in, you're going to have excess energy or attachments removed from you just by entering this environment. Um, wow. And that, that's one of the beauties of it as well, because they, this mount and this love generated here, and I'll give an add-on, this building we're in is actually made of cinder blocks and then a cedar ceiling um, on the inside. So in essence, it's what's called a Faraday cage. By the military, so you don't even have data. Exactly, you don't even have data on your cell phone, and we don't run Wi-Fi in the building, so you're not getting bombarded by harmful, non-biocompatible frequencies. That's Wi-Fi and cell phones. While you're in this environment, no, you're getting it calmed, loving energy, and then you're regenerating yourself. So it's beautiful, it's a great beautiful. environment. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, you know, it's funny because um, that Wi-Fi. I don't understand why people even want that in their residence. I don't. I don't have Wi-Fi. I don't. I don't want anything near it. No, I don't either.
1: Not even at home. We have that stuff off. I mean, yeah. you have a computer, plug it in. Or, right. okay, let's say you do have the router and you have to have Wi-Fi or whatever. Well, unplug it at night. You don't mm-hmm. need it at night. Go to sleep. That's when your biofield or aura is regenerating anyway. So I'd suggest you don't have all that, you know, harmful energy or frequency in your environment. And then you might want to look behind your bed and see, and I'm talking to everybody, and see if you have an outlet there. Because if you have an outlet, just a little plug outlet, electrons are actually shooting out of that guy about six feet and these are just scientific studies and so now just imagine you laying in your bed with the bed pushed up against the wall with an outlet behind you well that six feet you're laying in that's where those non biocompatible electrons are so a fix shove your bed one way or the other plug something in and that can be a clock or a lamp just somewhere for the electrons to go but I want to make sure that people are aware of something like that because it is so important at nights when we regenerate, and you don't want those, again, the frequencies or harmful electrons in your biofield, your aura, while you're trying to regenerate.
2: Makes perfect sense, yeah. Can you use the shungite paint around the uh, outlet or no?
1: Yep, what a great idea. We actually sell on our website little, and you can do this yourself, little plastic safety plugs where we take our shungite paint, paint a little bit of it right in the middle, and then plug that sucker right into the outlet, and it's going to attenuate the frequencies coming out. So that is an option as well. And we've been yeah. doing that for well. mm-hmm.
2: That's a great idea. And this is um, great information tonight, I must say. I'm really appreciating this. I'm sure everybody else is, like I said earlier. But, and also the idea, what, what's your take on people having computers in their room when they're sleeping?
1: No, um, I mean, of course, you know, if they're unplugged or something, but definitely not on and running and definitely not on the Internet or something like that, because there are frequencies coming off the monitor as well. And this isn't woohoo stuff. This is just straight physics or frequency. Um, And there's it it comes from everywhere. And even if we're talking about a Bluetooth connected mouse or keyboard or camera or whatever device, all frequency, all non-biocompatible in your environment, so... Unplug it all from the wall if you can. That would be the best way to do it.
2: Right. Makes sense. And I'm pretty sure the body is a phenomenal thing. I mean, it can really calibrate to a lot of different things, even even the types of transmissions we're being exposed to. But I must say, I think just streamlining things and and at least taking the precautions would be uh, a positive thing to do.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's only so there's only so much say energy flow happening at one time around you. I would suggest you not let a lot of that be wasted on repairing damaged DNA from harmful frequencies. Let it rebuild your aura so that you you, you know, maybe don't age as fast, things like that. Again, then you can make use of your energies rather than, you know, repairing again the damage done by electronics or harmful food.
2: Mm-hmm. Exactly. Let me ask you, um, once the DNA is damaged, it can be repaired.
1: absolutely repaired, lots of ways of doing that. We actually have what's called a halo therapy chamber at Mystical Wares where we have frequencies. So you can think one of them, just one of them, but there's many others, is 528 hertz. That's a DNA regenerating frequency. And by the way, you don't have to play the frequency. It's not a sound anyway. You can just have the thought. Think, wait, 528 hertz loving, biocompatible frequency, and that will affect your energy field or or, um, aura. But, yes, there are ways to regenerate because, again, it's science fact that humans with our hearts can affect photons, light particles. Well, our DNA speaks with light. That's how they respond. They actually communicate with light, and, well, as I just said, we can control light and frequency with our thoughts. Well, why not have happy, loving thoughts And just decide that you're the best you possible with no excess or no overage. And you can make terms or say statements to yourself like, um, and this is actually a Richard Bach quote from a couple of books. I'm the perfect example of perfect love here and now. I have no injury. That statement is setting your frequency or biofield for, well, just what I said. The perfect example of perfect love here and now there is no injury so that will have an effect on you so yes is the answer you can absolutely affect your dna and regenerate it
2: instantaneously mhm makes perfect sense yeah it's good to know because so many people um well there's so much going on i mean and some people think that when they're damaged to some degree that there's no there's no hope but i you know obviously there is and uh, we can repair and regenerate and i always knew that anyway but it's nice to hear your perception of what's going on and especially where you've been with working on other other people so
1: Oh, and not even just. Oh yeah, no, that's that's great. Not even just um, energy, but think physical. Because remember, we're, we're of course an energy being. So when you're wanting to heal yourself or have an effect, I would suggest. So every seven years, about our skin has regenerated. So let's say you have a scar on your hand or somewhere. Why would you have that scar after seven years, or a kidney issue or whatever? Well, the injury or issue is not in your physical body; it's in your aura. So when you're trying to heal yourself, heal your aura, your energy body. That's you, not your physical body. Your physical body will manifest off your aura. So stop, whoever's out there, you know. Think. Sometimes Reiki masters are taught, if you have a broken bone, see the blood going to the bone and it healing, and this, that, and the other. And I'd suggest don't ever do that. You would be programming yourself for that new energy for perpetual healing. You want to program yourself for the end result. So you're healed. Ed. Never healing. So if you're using your imagination of feelings, flinging energy, as I jokingly call it, is like a Reiki master energy worker. Well, that's all legit. But, again, go for the end result. Don't, so the energy is programming your aura, not your physical body. And sometimes that's lost. So, again, program for the end result and be healed. And then you'll mm-hmm. get a lot better results.
2: Agreed. Yeah, that's like holographic um, grid repair, almost, what you're describing. Oh, yeah. Working in the hologram. To some degree. But, yeah, it is amazing. It really is uh, so refreshing to have this conversation, like I said. And, and I probably touched on this a little bit with you. We talked about the UFOs a little bit, but uh, do you, are you considered to be a contactee? Do you consider yourself something like that?
1: Yeah, yeah, I can. I don't I don't have too much in the way of limits. So, yes, I can contact with EDs, extra-dimensionals, or ETs, you know, extra-dimensionals. So it's different terms, but, yes, I can communicate with them. Um More often than not, I don't because they usually have a – well, I I like to term it a club book. They like to get you to drink their Kool-Aid. They have a certain belief system, thought pattern. I have no use for Kool-Aid. I like water. So I don't do too much there. Usually I'm, let's just say, removing a lot of their stuff. Not that they're all bad or negative. I'm not saying that. But usually it's – um, it's best if we go inside ourselves for the answers or information or understandings, rather than outside. Um, so yes, I do. Continue. I agree
2: with that. I agree with you 100%. And also, well, what you're describing is also like the higher self, you know, the Oversoul, Superconscious, which is who you are, or the Singular Consciousness, can pretty much set the parameters and see all, know all. I know a lot of people have put a lot of dependence on entities or guides or this or that. I don't. I've always worked with my my higher self, Oversoul, Superconscious. So i was curious about that too.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I have some some people I know that actually go and, and request for, ET, believe it or not, ET abductions or things like that. And, and when they've come back, again, because I can perceive energies and frequencies, so let's call it a, a playlist of songs. Well, when they went on their little abduction scenario, let's just say that that group, the ET group, chose what songs on their playlist to delete and added their own, if that makes some kind of sense. Yeah, it does. Well, I like my own playlist of songs. I'm not going to take somebody else's. So
2: yeah. <laughs> I agree. Well, also the My Labs are like that too. You know, sure, we've had that discussion probably before, but you know, the idea behind snagging and contacting and extracting information and setting, putting a screen memory in or something else, I mean, that doesn't happen. So that oh, yeah. type of remote brain hacking and compromising. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they, they, they did that with me early on kind of thing until um, I, once I started working, again, that's why I keep bringing up the word love because it does matter. Once mm-hmm. I started hitting those frequencies, I became more untouchable by who I've been calling the bad guys, um, and they've had no real control over or, or viewable. They're not able to view me. They just don't have those frequencies. Mhm. That's so, true. Yeah. So then that's how I've learned to avoid them or, or use, rem, remove attachments or implants or things like that. Working with makes the makes right
2: so family. much sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're void of spirit or love. Yeah, what you're describing is accurate. I swear. So I, I see that for sure. Are you going to write any more books or anything? Or I know you have the one that you, you co-authored. Are you doing anything else with books or writing? Yeah,
1: I was wanting to. My, my whole thing is time, so really I probably need to find that person that's an actual writer and I can you know, kind of give some information to because there's a lot that happens, not just you know, in or around me that or I perceive or information given to me that, that should be shared, and it, it is difficult at times to do because you know, I go you know, nonstop. I work seven days a week. Um, even here in the store, you're going to see, you'd probably term it speed walking from A to B, um, kind of thing, but, so I don't have any plans, but, um, it, it would be a good idea, so I'll have to give that some thought, and maybe, by putting it out there, the right individual will, you know, make themselves known, and we can do something together.
2: Yeah, definitely, uh, like to, like to read more of your work, there's no doubt about that, some people are readers, some people aren't, I mean, I like to read, but that's me, but, Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. It's definitely worth it. And I noticed that you have uh, really cool oracle decks too. I was looking at your store. You have some really nice things in there with the divinity readings and oracle. So do you actually use those or is that just something you're selling?
1: Um, actually, I don't use them. I made my own deck I call intention cards. Um, so actually, yeah, so I have a deck where, um, so oracle cards are great, tarot cards. We have those as well, those decks. Um, and I use those in the early. 90s when I lived in Hawaii when I actually first got introduced to some of the psychic stuff um, I was showing that a little bit um, and then got away from it but here in the past I don't know probably a year I did develop my intention deck which is just card and you can make these at home yourself you can get a piece of paper get a bunch of little pieces write love um, compassion or whatever and then you can layer these as frequencies or intentions. And manifest. So it's a way of um, even blank one. So I have a blank one where I can write. Let's say I have uh, my dog Jimmy. So he had some digestive issues. So I would write Jimmy on one of the cards, put love healed. Remember, not healing, but healed, and start layering these cards. And then that's again stacking frequencies or energies. And then I just generate the loving feeling. And guess what happened? My buddy Jimmy, his digestive issue went away. Or again, it doesn't matter if it's. Let's say you have a family member in Florida, and you're in Washington like me, quantum It makes no difference, stack your energy intention cards for the recipe you're looking for, and you're going to have an effect. And that's just physics and metaphysics combined. So there's, mm-hmm. yeah, so there's things like that you can do um, with no limits and build your own recipe.
2: Oh, that's an excellent idea. I think everybody should pay attention to that one, for sure. I think it's these little things that people forget to do from day to day. You know, it's just about... I think they're on autopilot a lot of the times, and, and it's so much easier just to take some time out for yourself and, and focus and start doing what you're saying, you know, create the manifestation.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, yeah, it matters. It makes a difference, and, <laughs> you know, it's easier said than done, and I'm I'm no better than anybody else. I get lost in day-to-day dramas as well or driving, commuting, whatever it is when I'm going to work, the stresses, but always try and find yourself and, and pull back from those anxious moments when you can Again, it's all a percentage thing. So just try and stay about 51% in positive, and keep those other beneficial energies coming towards you.
2: Mm-hmm. Exactly. What part of uh, what island were you on when you were on Hawaii? Uh,
1: I lived on Oahu. It's it's kind of funny. Yeah. I, I graduated from high school and then me and me, I was I hit the, the ground running. I went into my dad's office, literally flipped a quarter. And it was three options. I think it was the Virgin Islands, Jamaica, and Hawaii, and the quarter, and I did a couple flips. So when it narrowed it down, I found myself in Hawaii within two weeks and didn't know one person, had nowhere to go. I literally slept on the beach for a couple weeks um, and then started from there and then just progressed and ended up working at a stock brokerage firm and some couple other things there at 19 years old. and Yeah, so that was an experience.
2: Wow. Yeah, I lived on Maui. I love it over there. But it's changed a lot from what I understand lately. But yeah, it's mm. beautiful. And if you're going to be homeless, that's the place to be on the beach.
1: <laughs> oh, it is. Yeah, you don't have to worry about getting cold there.
2: I was gonna say, it's one place, you know, you can at least survive for a little while anyways, when it comes down to that sort of thing. It's no yeah. doubt. So how often do you travel? I know you were doing the grids. And uh, that's, that's awesome that you're traveling around with your daughter and setting those grids up. How often do you do that?
1: Um, every couple months, so actually for our store here, Mystical Wares, I'll go out because I'm also a, a rock hound and a prospector, so I'm actually a gold prospector as well, lots of lots of fun things like that, so I'll go down to Arizona where my dad lives and I grew up in California, Arizona, just all on the West Coast, so we'll go out there and either rock hound, get our own stuff, or lately we've been going to our, um, our wholesale distributors and buying from the source or things like that and bringing it back up here. So that you don't have to overcharge people and you know that kind of thing, but and then every time we tie in and expand what we talked about, the Shanghai grid. So we'll take thousands of Shanghai nuggets and add them to the grid um, along the way, up and down the coast and right? and inland. Now we hit nine states on this last trip in five days, believe it or not. That's great. Um, yeah, it was a lot of fun. We had a great and a little add on, a little personal note, and it was my 17 year old daughter. We didn't turn on the radio the entire trip. We just enjoyed each other's company.
2: Oh, that's nice. A
1: great time. Yeah.
2: A real conversation. Yeah. That's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Our and her daddy, that. And Amy,
1: I learned a lot from her. So it was very beneficial.
2: Oh, that's great. Well, I'm sure she's learned a lot from you, too. You know, your background's phenomenal. That's really good. So you're a prospector. So do you uh, douse? Do you do dousing?
1: <laughs> I actually make dousing rods up here. I'll have to get them online. They're available. Oh, in the nice. Flight. I do. I actually, believe it or not, there's a, a show on Discovery Channel called Bering Sea Gold, so I was actually, so I'm a retired, well, a lot of things, but actually an ex-commercial deep sea diver as well. I think some of that might have been in the bio. Mm-hmm. So hard hat diver off oil rigs, this, that, and the other. So I took some dredges up to Nome, Alaska in 2012. That didn't quite pan out. That's a whole other story as well. Um, but, yes, I have done that and gone up there um, and then done lots of different things.
2: That's pretty cool. Yeah, the deep sea diving, That's that's pretty intense, isn't it?
1: Yeah, yeah, there's was a lot of fun. Um, I used to dive off the oil rigs. I was a um, underwater, so a ROV pilot, remote-operated vehicle, little robots that you would pilot cool. from the surface, underwater welder. It was actually a lot of fun. So, yeah, lots of stories from that as well.
2: Oh, wow. How far down do you go when you're deep-sea diving?
1: Well, my max was probably just over about 400 feet, so I'm a scuba diver as well. But deep-sea diving, we have umbilical cords, so basically a hose and cameras and lights and radio that come down to you so you're connected and you have a hard helmet that you're breathing so we can go deeper. So basically we would go off the side of the oil rig, go down, and stay down there for about eight to nine, ten hours at a time, and then wow. the same amount of time decompressing coming up and then get in a what's called a decompression chamber. But, yeah, so we, the whole day you'd stay down there. Oh, my goodness. Did thinking. you
2: ever, Yeah, I imagine it's like being in another – well, it seems to me like it's almost like an alien planet, you know, when you're in, in that mode and underwater. What did, what did you experience when you were there? Anything surreal or um, you'd like to share? Yeah,
1: lots of things like that. Actually, a lot of the fun was when I'd go down at night or even just to a certain depth, a few hundred feet, you lose all, all light stops from the surface. And then you move around and then the phosphorus and the plankton, you move around and basically you glow green. So it's, it's um, I don't know how to explain it, but you can move your arm in the water, and all of a sudden everything lights up like you're in space. So, yes, it's a hostile environment if you, you know, happen to have breathing issues and get out of your helmet, but it's also a lot of fun where I would go on a dive, and an example, I was welding on the side of an oil rig doing something or other, and as I mentioned, we have radios in our helmets, so all of a sudden the the guy on top would say, well, Derek, I hope you're not scared of sharks. Well, the first thing I'm going to do is look up, and there was about 50 hammerhead sharks, I don't know, 30, 40 feet above me just swimming around. No issue. Believe it or not, sharks are no problem out there for divers. It's the barracuda that are the problem. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's being in those environments and being able to experience things like that, be it um, you know whale sharks or, again, dozens and dozens of hammerhead sharks or, um, again, the barracuda. They'll come right up to your your face mask and look at themselves in there because it's kind of like a mirror, Um, yeah, so it was a lot of fun.
2: Wow. Yeah. I can applaud you for doing stuff like that. That's pretty cool. Reminds me of the abyss. Remember that movie?
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. There's actually a movie on, and I don't, Cuba Gooding Jr. was in it. I don't remember the name of the movie though, but there was one on commercial deep sea divers, what we did. And yeah, it's Mm -hmm. very dangerous. I had a lot of friends, um, pass on from that, from just horrific stories I won't get into, but it's very dangerous, but it was also, you know, a, a lot of good experiences.
2: Mm-hmm, Right. So what got you out of it?
1: Uh, family I started so my son I lived in I was diving out of Louisiana at the time. so I, I lived on the far, far southern coast and I would work of course offshore, which meant so basically I'd get called for a, a job and I'd have literally two hours to show up, get on more often than not probably a helicopter. they'd fly us out to the oil rig to get us there quickly. and then you know so once that started happening and then my wife was pregnant, I couldn't get back to shore, you know, at the, the snap of a finger sort of thing. So stresses started showing up, and then when he was born, you know, it just wasn't family compatible, you can say. Mm-hmm. So then I'm a techie guy too, so I started a small computer company and worked for Microsoft and kind of took off from there.
2: That's pretty good. Like I said, you're you're fascinating. You you not sound like an, an agent because you've done so many different and interesting things. When you worked at Microsoft, what were you doing? Uh, if you can share that at all.
1: Yeah, yeah, sure. So I was, um, we actually, I actually subcontracted for Microsoft. So I would come in and set up their, and it's going to sound odd, but Microsoft didn't even own their own computers. So I was the hardware guy. Yes, they were a techie, and they would build their software and operating systems and whatnot. Um, but I would be the guy that would come in and set up their networks, their computers, their servers, the actual. Um, so I started early on, actually, my military career in the early 90s, building computers um, and going from that so by the time I got to Microsoft in whatever year it was, by then I was pretty pretty adept at it. So no, I, I would build their servers, computers, and set them up for their different events and things like that. Wow. So hard, hardware guy, you would term it.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. That sounds like you, like I said, you've done a lot of cool stuff, and you're right on the right track right now. So that's that's really really nice. That's very cool. So what do you have to share? And We've got a few minutes here, plus or minus. We have about 10 minutes, plus or minus. But anything you want to mention to the listeners tonight that, that comes to mind that you'd like to share that we didn't cover? Yeah, I mean, there's – um, yeah, so
1: one thing – we talked a little bit about, you know, the 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 times we find ourselves in, the pandemic days, we'll just call it kind of thing. Um, So I wanted to mention one thing about the masks that are being forced – on people. Um, some of this information isn't known, I'm finding out. I thought it was more common knowledge, so I just want to make a couple points. Um, and 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 then I actually received an email the other day from someone that said they weren't going to do business with this anymore because we provide organic masks. So I, I know, and I'm not a big proponent of the of virus or anything, of the drama that's happening. I'll just be vague for a reason, but if my family and community members are being forced at times to wear something around their face, be it a real issue or not, regardless, that's slowing down what's called the orgone energy flow that you're breathing, and they're not mentioning that. And in these M95 or blue masks, there's PTFEs, fluoride. So think of that. That's in these masks. That's a layer that they're not advertising and telling people, and that's an orgone or energy flow you're breathing through. And I only realized this. When I actually had to break down and get in the grocery store for the first time and mask up, um, because usually I have um, other alternatives or ways of getting my stuff, but this time I didn't, so I put on the mask, walked in, and it was less than a minute I had to turn around and walk right back outside because, again, I'm a perceiver of energies on many levels. And when I realized the living energy, the orgone flow around us, was being hindered by these masks, you couldn't get me out of that store fast enough with the mask off. So the next day... I found, and it does matter, so let's talk cloth masks. Organic ones compared to non-organic make a difference. And then when I saw the hindrance of the energy flow through the mask, which is what the mask is really about, and I make colloidal silver. So think nano-sized silver particles in a water, distilled water. So we provide these now with a little spray, and you'd want to spray your masks with the colloidal silver. So, yes, it'll help in the 3D with bacteria viruses things like that the actual silver particles but on the whole woohoo side the metaphysical side it helps that orgone energy flow so you're not so worn down and stressed Um, and breathing through gmo masks definitely does that and especially the blue ones with the the fluorides or ptfes in them it's also a teflon and it's just a late yeah and they're not advertising that and people don't know it so long story short if you have to wear a mask Go organic, and I would suggest adding a colloidal silver. So, you know, we decided to make these available for people, have an option, or at least learn and make their own. Um, mm-hmm. So that's something I wanted to make a point of.
2: I think that's excellent, and I'm glad you mentioned that. I know there are some nano silver masks out there, but if you all are selling them, I'd encourage people to check it out. You know, the idea behind wearing a mask in general, nobody should have to be wearing a mask, period, but,
0: but mm-hmm.
2: uh, you have some good points here. And I think uh, – I didn't realize there was uh, fluoride in those masks at all. So that doesn't surprise me. But it's suffocating people alive. I mean, it's literally taking their life force.
1: It is. That's that orgone energy. It is slowing it down. I Because, again, I can see these energies or, quote, frequencies around people. When I see them breathing or not breathing through these masks because they're not, yes, there's air flowing. But it's not that living orgone flow, the living energy. It's it's like eating a berry off the vine. There's moving living electrons it's biocompatible, you're going to benefit more rather than a frozen berry. It's kind of the same analogy. If you're talking about breathing through a mask, it's not living energy. Yes, it'll keep you alive, moving, but it's not a biocompatible energy. It actually slows down those toroidal or donut shaped energy flows inside of us and around us by breathing through these masks.
2: Mm-hmm. And that's what happens.
1: Yeah. So it's yeah very harmful.
2: Well, to me, I don't think it's an accident, and that's another thing. I I consider this to be very uh, sabotage-oriented on a lot of different levels, which is more disturbing. And, and, you know, when people lose oxygen, uh, what is the best way to, besides not wearing a mask, what is the best way to recapture, you know, if they're having, like, oxygen deprivation? or Is there anything you can suggest for them to help build up the oxygen?
1: Well, for, uh, for oxygen and whatnot, of course, you know, you just you know get the mask off and, and slow down. And any deep breathing exercises, you, you, somebody can get on um, any of the search engines or YouTube and type in, and you'll probably know what I'm referring to, heart-brain coherence. And, again, you can reference Greg Braden or others for that. But that will go through different techniques for slowing down your breathing and breathing deeper. And it's, you know, sounds, oh, that's, a little, that's been talked about forever, but it makes a difference. It'll actually help you regenerate those energy flows around each of your organs. So things like that, Um, and then the colloidal silvers around you, Uh, and then just the frequencies. You really want to stay away from, and yes, I know we talked about getting oxygen into you, but everything's connected. So it's like having a a recipe, a chocolate chip cookie recipe, putting chocolate chips. Well, the chocolate's going to touch everything. It all matters. Everything does. And so in this case, to boost your oxygen or living energy, consider your thoughts and feelings and then also things like your masks and the environment because it all adds up
2: mm-hmm. it certainly does yeah wear and tear on the body just energetically speaking just from point a to point b this started like in march or february so people have been having to deal with this for a long time now so it's got to stop in my mm-hmm. opinion so yeah this is such a uh, great information tonight you know we only have a few minutes plus or minus here i want to make sure everybody knows how to reach out to you once again so i uh, want you to just give them a rundown as far as what they can do to contact you if they need to
1: Sure, no, I appreciate that. So our, our main website is mysticalwares.net. I'll spell it out because it's kind of an odd spelling, but dot net. And on mysticalwares.net, we we have lots of the online store, of course. Um, you can schedule sessions with me if you like. Or on Facebook, we do have mysticalwares.net group as well, where we share lots of information, information. Um, and then links to different projects we're on, be it the Shanghai Beehives or Shanghai Grid. And on YouTube, um, it's Metaphysical Perspectives YouTube channel. And that's where we, I have lots of Shanghai videos right now. That's where I'll be expanding that we talked about a little bit earlier, Slayers, about some more videos and information I'll be releasing will be on that station. Um, again, so we can all become more and help each other and benefit as a whole. So those would be the, the best routes to reach us.
2: Mm, Perfect. And that's uh, you don't do your own radio show, do you?
1: Not yet. I'm really looking into doing it soon. uh, I'm going to have to have you on as one of the first. I was going to say,
2: I'd be honored, but I was going to say you are awesome. You really should consider having your own show. I'm always pushing people into doing radio. I swear that and writing books, but I, you know, I know talent when I see it and I know someone who's you make such a big difference. Your presence makes such a big difference in your knowledge. So, you know, think about doing that.
1: No, I appreciate it. Thank you.
2: Yeah, I was going to ask you also, how long are your sessions? How
1: long do they run? Um, So I do them in person, of course, but remote ones, I do 45 minutes and an hour. And then the the catch is there. I'm very fast. I'm not about messing around. So a whole lot happens fast. Um, And then in person, I can do, I also do 20-minute ones, but that's a little more difficult remotely to get enough done. Um, But I do do Skype, Zoom sessions, or even just a phone call session, and there's no limits. Everything can be done remotely just as easily as in person in my office.
2: Very nice. And, of course, if people have healing crises or anything like that, you're available.
1: Absolutely, yeah. They can do anything from physical healings to energy attachments. I can do. Um, I can view your past lives, and to be blunt, they actually happen concurrently. So they actually happen at once. Um, so we can look at things like that. Um, I'm a remote viewer as well. Um, so lots, lots of interesting things.
2: Yeah, it sounds like you're very gifted. That's excellent. Well, everybody, I encourage you to reach out to Derek and contact him. And I want to thank you so much for joining me tonight. This has been an incredible show. It really has. I appreciate you very much. So thank you for joining us and taking the time tonight.
1: Oh, you're very welcome. I appreciate you having me, Solaris. I had a great time. Thank you.
2: Well, my, my pleasure and my honor, and I hope to have you back very, very soon. And I want to thank everybody for tuning in tonight. Make sure you stay t- tuned for Shiny Side Out with David Dodger and Mekki coming up next to Sunny on Night Down Under for their fantastic show. What are they talking about? I don't know if David sent me anything on that yet. I'm not sure, but I'm sure it's going to be fascinating, so stay tuned, everybody. And thank you again, Derek. I hope you have a wonderful holiday, and stay safe and take care. I know you will, and um, thank you very much for being here tonight.
1: Thank you. You too, Slurris. Thank you.
2: Night, everybody. I'm going to let go of this server so these guys can get right on here. I don't know if the music's playing or not, but we're going to hang up. And thank you again, Derek. Uh, See you later, everybody. Have a great weekend.